Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo, and we have made it to episode 69. We've uh, we've matured a lot, so we're not going to make any 69 comments. <laughs> we might be holding a couple of them back, but we're we're doing it for you guys because because we know that's what you want here is a is a sophisticated. We're all grown yeah. up now. Yeah, you want a sophisticated show over here, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't want all that boogersaurus talk and you know Parts. jokes about 69. Yeah, we don't talk like that around here. Yeah. This is adults. This is when people can write the show and tell us that they do want that kind of content. Yeah. It's on you. It's really on you. They want the, the crazy content. Yeah. And you know yeah. how I know? Because they keep going to our uh, Buy Me a Coffee page. I mean, I've, I've noticed it. I mean, we've been getting some contributions from people uh, over the last year and a half, and we've been doing the show. And it all helps to just keep everything rolling. It helps to keep the show alive, helps to improve our gear, uh, goes towards promotional tools and all sorts of different things. Um, so please, if you uh, want to visit buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto, we would greatly appreciate it. You know, it's really funny. I like how you like uh, talk about us improving and then your kid laughs in the background. Like, <laughs> improve this. <laughs> Like you guys suck, but yeah. Um, other ways you could help us out is by sharing us and promoting us on social media. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. He's at CryptoZoo88. I'm at the Steve Strout. And yeah, follow us both of them places. Share our tweets about the show. Put your own tweets and posts about the show. Let everybody know that you dig us and that you're into us. Join our Facebook group for the show. We're always on there chatting, and uh, we've been trying to do some uh, live live uh, streams on there every couple of weeks. That's been pretty fun. We've had a few people joining us. Hopefully, some more of you guys find a time to come and jump in with us. It's been a good time. So, yeah, social media is another way to support the Steven Crypto Show. Yep, and there's another way that I'm going to mention, and that is our Patreon you can go to patreon.com slash Steve crypto and become a member. We have a lot of exclusive content over there for you guys. Um, I believe Steve may have just put something up on there and just put up some uh, extra footage. that didn't make last week's episode featuring Lord blood draw. Uh, I put up, there's a, a little segment on there. us just, chatting and getting ready and getting warmed up for the show but we had a good little talk before we even started the main show yeah that kind of thing happens a lot here we end up just like we get on zoom with our guests you know whoever it may be at the time and we start talking about different things or you know they'll tell a story or whatever and then we're like oh shit we've been talking for 30 minutes we should probably yeah. hit record and get going with the official interview so um, you know, we, we kind of thought at one point, like maybe we should actually put some of this out. Yeah. So 
yeah now that uh i'm starting to record it we could we could do some of that i think you guys would dig some of it because we do get in some some interesting conversation but since we mentioned blood draw that was our guest last week he yeah. is the uh, horror host hall of famer and fellow rondo award nominee so make sure you guys head to rondoaward.com and vote for vote in all the categories follow your heart pick your favorite except uh Make sure you vote for your third favorite podcast, the Stephen Crypto Show. But it's very yeah, I was going to say, even if we're not a favorite, we'd really appreciate a vote. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're third. Maybe we're in the top yeah. three. I bet we're in a few people's top three. Yeah. yeah like I'm, so. we're, we're not even in my own top three, but we're probably in a lot of other people's <laughs> top three. Uh. And I think before you got cut off, we did mention... Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Steve Crypto. That is correct. I did okay. mention that. Okay. Yep. Yep. We covered all bases there. Uh, another thing, we've been doing a trivia question each week. I think this is week four of the trivia questions. Um, we do them later on in the episode. And we put a little little uh, horror trivia question out. Most of them are pretty easy. And we, we're just trying to interact with you guys and come up with reasons to send you guys some cool stuff stickers and stuff so if you get the trivia questions the first five people to dm one of us the answer on any of the social media platforms uh we'll send you some stickers and put your name in a a uh, drawing every probably every couple months we'll draw something and send a little prize be maybe like a movie or a piece of merch or something yeah get on that stay tuned later in the episode get the question we're still got slots available from the last few episodes so make sure you go back and listen to them and get those uh, trivia answers to us yep it's the last like three or four episodes so just go back and check them out i mean you can just go back and listen to all the episodes if just you want to cover just, cover the ground just do that. you know yeah just do that that's the way to do it listen yeah. to all of them twice yeah what you do is listen to them all once on a different platform so listen to it on spotify then listen to the same one on apple and then listen to it on stitcher i hear they all sound just a little different in each platform like (laughs) like there's like a little bit of of you know maybe a little segment that that we uh cut out you know it's not in one platform but it's there in another you got to go listen to find out that's really not true it just improves our numbers (laughs) the more listeners we get (laughs) The better it is for the show uh, and, and being I didn't actually think notice and that anyway. and all that stuff. And and when you are listening, wherever you listen, be sure to uh rate or review us if it's uh possible on your whatever player you use. Yeah, yeah, we we've, we've definitely uh seen some some nice reviews and you know some pleasant feedback, and we really appreciate everybody that has reached out so far to to say anything about our show. And crypto is paying these people good money to leave these reviews. So, a little short change one month on rent. Just call crypto up and be like, "I'm making beer deliveries." I got these reviews. I'm passing free bottles to people on my deliveries. Like, go write a review. We're just kidding. We don't bribe people. No. This week, did you want to get in? Oh, did I want to get in what? Well, something that happened this week. Did you want to get into the sad news or do you want to save that for a little bit later? Let's let's go ahead and mention real quick. Um, 
you guys know me and crypto are both wrestling fans and uh, uh today literally today as we're recording this on monday a uh kind of legend wwe hall of famer passed away today uh scott hall also known yeah. as razor ramon or the outsiders and the nwo and all that shit. He was a legend. Been around a long yeah. time. He passed away today at the young age of sixty-three. Yeah, so that's a that's a bummer. It's a bummer. But uh, he had a good career. Yeah, he yeah, did some cool shit. Definitely. I was definitely I, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I was a fan of some of the stuff he'd done. Yeah, I was a fan of some of the things he's. You know, I, I was a fan of just NWO in general. Yeah. See, I liked him more when he was Razor and had that fucking ladder match with Sean. Oh, Michaels yeah, that was really WrestleMania. good. That was one of the best matches. So Yeah, that was pretty good. Rest in peace, Razor or yeah. Scott Hall or whatever you remember him as. It's it's, uh, it's tough. It's, yep. it's a bummer. Yep. Um, on a brighter note, we have a guest this week. We go from somebody dying to like a guest. <laughs> um we have a guest he is the host the co-host of the thing with two heads podcast and he has the horrors hollow ground series on youtube and he is also a uh, a talent representative for celebrities at conventions and stuff and his name is sean clark and he came on and talked with us a little bit about what he does and what he's done and his collectibles and i don't even remember what we talked about we talked about a lot of stuff we, it was an awesome yeah, conversation we covered a, a lot of ground we talked a lot longer than i think we thought we were going to yeah. and that was really nice too you know just we just chatted about a bunch of different things and uh he definitely spins a lot of plates so we appreciate yes, him do, giving yeah. us some time you know like he i mean you'll hear he he had he had a convention when just he was a few days later. With us, he was literally like packing and like ordering fucking photos and stuff for his convention that weekend. Yeah. I guess he said he was handling like nine celebrities that weekend. Yep. Then the following weekend, he had like 20. Like, yeah. He's the man, though. He's a, he's a hardworking dude. And he, he's definitely earned his uh, successes. Uh, before we get to that chat with him, let's run through a little bit of couple news tidbits that have been going on um i know the nerds listening are probably excited to know that uh deadpool 3 found its director which means we're probably they're probably going to get the ball rolling on that movie soon so that should be good that'll be that'll make him a shitload of money i'm very excited i mean i love the first two the director i i, I guess he worked with ryan reynolds on a couple other movies sean levy or levi i'm not sure how to pronounce yeah, his I, name i think he worked on free guy free and guy, that yep. movie was really fun did you watch that i didn't get around i to did that one. yeah we haven't really talked about that one it was fun it's really good yeah. and it's on disney plus to watch i mean it's all over the right. place now i'll have to check that out um yeah let's see other uh comic book related stuff they announced their release date for the next season of the umbrella Academy on Netflix, which was, that's a really cool show. I don't know if you've been watching it, but it's a good show. That's I have it releasing on June 22nd. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, there's going to be a, a, I am legend follow-up, but Will Smith, that first one wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I, I preferred it better. Up? I preferred the Vincent price one back in the day better, but 
It's cool. Isn't um I, I'm probably wrong. Is Michael B. Jordan gonna be in this one with him? Who uh, is it? Somebody there, else is gonna be in the, in with there him. There might have been some mention about that. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I just know I, the only info I know is that they're they're doing another <laughs> another movie. So yeah. Is that um what else do we got? Uh they did put a little bit of info out about the, the Predator movie that's coming this summer. Yeah. It's going to be called Prey. And I guess it's going to be set like in 1700s and like the Great Plains. And it seems kind of interesting. It should be a, a new new take on it after every other Predator movie being basically the same thing. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a new Predator movie in general. And uh, you said you have some info, a little bit of news on the new Evil Dead movie coming out. Yeah, um, so I heard, well, I didn't hear about it. I read about it. They are basically... They called you and told you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the chin called and gave me the old update. You know, I greatly appreciated the call. Um, no, I, I read that um, they have basically uh, finished up most of the film. I mean, they finished up the film itself, but they're just working on like the... Uh, the music and audio production, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Basically so, the usual post-production stuff. Yeah. So the director, Lee Cronin, who also directed The Hole in the Ground, he announced that they, you know, they, they did picture lock, like I said. Um, they're, they're moving on to music composition, sound design. Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi have been involved from the very beginning. Um, and the synopsis goes as so, um, in the fifth Evil Dead film, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. So we can... Honestly, that, that, that sounds kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> we can guess what's going to happen. I mean, nightmarish version of motherhood. So, I mean, we, we know what, what happens to people that are possessed in the evil dead world, you know. I mean, maybe she'll find a way around it, but yeah, I'm sure she will. I, I we'll mean, it, just the fact that it's an evil dead film. I'm, I'm excited for that, but I'm oh, also yeah. slightly worried. So like, it, it sounds like they're hopefully uh, it don't alienate like the hardcore fans because it sounds like they're trying to be uh, more than it needs to be you know what i mean like more of a of a serious tone actual have more of a serious tone to it yeah evil dead movies are just supposed to be fucking off the wall and funny and gory kind of kind of goofy well yeah over the top slapstick this sounds like they're trying to have like a real story to it not saying the others did not have a story but this i don't know it sounds like it should be like a fucking jordan peele movie or something you know what i mean (laughs) Nope. Nope. Yeah, nope. That's coming too, huh? Nope. <laughs> yeah. That should be good. But that's cool, man. I mean, hopefully it does maybe get some mainstream success so that way it draws some eyes onto the to the original Evil Dead movies that people haven't seen. 
yeah willing to give a chance because they called evil dead and you know people people aren't not everybody's into horror they should be but they're not and some people are very selective with their horror too yeah so maybe it'll it will it'll open open people's eyes to it um you mentioned evil dead stuff uh the remake the director of the remake uh fede alvarez is uh writing and directing a new alien movie for really scott which is kind of cool could always since we're getting another predator movie we might as well get another alien movie yeah like i i prefer the alien franchise myself so i'm more, i mean i'm i'm excited yeah for it. i like both i mean i've always been more on the side of team predator but i love the alien movies and I'm I'm kind of in the minority of the group of people that actually enjoyed Alien Covenant. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a few, you know, little bits, tidbits of news that came up this week, as we mentioned. Not much more. Um, honestly, personally, the biggest thing is uh, Rob Zombie's Monsters movie got a PG rating. Yeah, that says a lot right there. That, that just kind of confirms that it's not going to be like a gory rape fest like yeah <laughs> like most of his movies not that yes. i don't enjoy his movies you know what i mean he it's not going to be a hillbilly horror fest yeah it's going to be uh yeah i probably rape fest was probably the wrong <laughs> but there is some of that so yeah yeah anyways yeah his shit is different <laughs> um I, I enjoy his movies yeah, I don't enjoy all the stuff that happens in his movies, but I enjoy, you know, right? Yeah, like a good I'm, gory movie. Yeah, I mean, I love House of a Thousand Corpses. That's still my favorite movie he's made, and one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and and Rejects is cool too, but um, the first Halloween, I I, I like that. After Corpses and Rejects, they're all kind of like, meh. Yeah, eh, yeah. yeah. Take them or leave them. I mean. When he made that first Halloween movie, a lot of people bitched about it because they they didn't want background on Michael. They didn't want to know why he was crazy and you know that he had an abusive uh, yeah, stepdad just, and just sister wanted hated him. him just be. And, you know, yeah, they they didn't like all that background. I kind of enjoyed that part. I you know I, I just oh, thought yeah. it was cool. Um, could the movie have been better? Yeah. Is it better than part two? Yes, but. Yeah, I mean, as far as zombies movies go, I'm I'm still kind of just set with the first one and everything else. Well, Rejects too, but yeah, everything else is just kind of. Eh. This monsters movie is gonna be the one, man. Yeah, I think he's gonna win a lot of people in with this one. He's gonna make a lot of people happy. Definitely, I'm feeling the the more that they're releasing about this, the the less worried I am about it. Because I, you know, yeah. as a kid, I grew up watching monsters reruns and fucking loving it. And and Me I was too. so I, when I first heard that zombie was doing this, like we talked about before, I was worried, man. I was like, "Come on, no, please, please yeah. don't rob zombie up the fucking monsters." And then, <laughs> yeah, the more I mean, we see all the stuff he's releasing and teasers and announcing that it's only uh, rated PG, like, yeah, uh, I'm good. There's a few people that are making movies now, or people that have been doing it for a while that. um I kind of have a little bit of faith in from time to time, knowing that they are fans of the genre that they're working in. So, and, and some of them are kind of like um, left field people, you know, like Danny McBride being way into horror. You know, a lot of people don't 
know that about him. But he's, he's known for comedy, yeah. Yeah, he's known for comedy, but he's a huge horror fan. So once I found out he was doing Halloween, I was like, okay, I'm I'm into that. You know, let's see what he has to do, or let's see what he's got up his sleeve. You know, and and it turned out pretty good. Um, and then you know, Rob Zombie, same thing. He's a fan of the genre. He's a fan of the monsters. So yeah, but it's when less it was surprising. First it's less surprising for him to yeah, be making yeah. horror horror movies right, than right. McBride. Yeah, it's not so surprising. Okay, another one that's maybe a little surprising is Jordan Peele. You know, like when he started out, people didn't expect yeah. him to be making comedy. stuff like that. Yeah. But him and Keegan both are major horror movie fans. And if you watch their show, their sitcom, even Mad TV, they were doing a lot of like Halloween stuff back then. And and they they've made so much like horror content in Key and Peele in the three, four seasons that they had. Um with them, like the movies he's putting out are fucking like really smart. Yeah, yeah, more on the psychological side. Yeah, didn't he? Um, did he host Twilight Zone? Did that happen? Yeah, yep. Yeah. He did do the Twilight Zone, which I only watched a couple episodes of it, but it was really good. I'm surprised it got canceled or like as quick as it did. Yeah, was weird, but world wasn't ready for it. I like people like that. You know that you don't expect to to make that style of movie. You know, or anybody that surprises you like that. I mean. Even I'm I'm not a fan of everything he's done, but even Sandler, you know, when when he like pulls a serious movie he out does of his like, ass, yeah, and he actually does it all right, it, you know, yeah, sure. yeah, he can do that. That movie Rain Over Me with him and Don Cheadle wasn't too bad. I really like when a performer shows more range in what yeah. they do. Like, look at exactly. um, I was going to bring up the fact that like all these new horror movies coming out and streaming and everything you mentioned, people kind of showing their range. Sebastian Stan. Oh, yeah. Perfect. You know, I mean, we just know mostly as Bucky, you know what I mean? At the Winter Soldier. Yep. And he would just always yeah. just kind of like broody, like just one dimensional. I mean, he was badass, but yeah. it, it's not. And then we've seen him as Tommy Lee. And right. He, he went from like, it. like he's believable as Tommy Lee because Tommy Lee is a fucking nut job and he plays as a good Tommy Lee. But then he, he goes fight next crime, level. talking to his dick. And now he's in this new movie called fresh fresh like honestly it's probably one of my favorite movies that's come out this year so far it's really good and he plays just a fucking crazy switch flipping psychopath it's really good yeah. i don't want to talk much about it it like just came out i was going to yeah. mention i was going to mention that in movies like uh no exit which is kind of predictable but it was good um other uh studio 666 you know all these i really really want to watch that that are that are hitting on streaming or you know in theaters and doing well they're all horror movies and it's just we're seeing more and more of them in the mainstream and that's like just bringing me joy man it's making me happy yeah. because yeah we're finally getting recognized besides just being like you what do you refer to as the 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 black sheep of the oh movie. yeah <laughs> you know the black and it's like we're not that anymore we're we're becoming we're starting to be the cool kids you know what i mean jordan yep. Peele, like his movies have been you know uh, award nominated and winning films they're horror movies uh it's it's good man it's crazy uh i don't know i'm just just want to say it just makes me happy with those movies and like i said mentioned go see Fre watch fresh it's on hulu Watch No Exit. That's a pretty solid movie. 
there's a couple cool uh gross scenes like uh, i don't want to spoil too much but like dude like fucking nail guns this chick's hand to the wall and it was oh. kind of brutal it looked I, I felt that shit when they did it but um watch it it's a good movie like i said that one's kind of predictable but it was it was fun to watch and it's short I'm so i'm gonna look for no exit i watched the first hour or so of fresh and it's really really good like it um, starts off it feels just like oh look this is gonna be a, a cute movie and then it just yeah. fucking takes a turn like give it what? give it time hopefully you, anybody listening hopefully you you know you're not the type to like shut off a movie if it's not good 15 20 minutes in give it at least a half hour it, and then it, it about a half hour in it just starts picking up goes off the wall yeah yeah it's wild yeah so i'm gonna try to finish it real soon maybe even when we're done recording this yeah do it horror is coming up and um thanks to all these movies and new directors and 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 people you know, content creators uh, like our guest this week, Sean Clark, who who has the Horrors Hollow Ground series on YouTube, which he goes around to to uh, you know famous uh, locations from horror films and kind of documents it, and it's pretty interesting. And then his his uh, podcast thing with two heads is fun. They remind me of us, but better. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Because they just yeah. talk about whatever and just go off talking shit about. They they try to stick to like a format and then they just veer off, way off. And yeah, it's funny. Sometimes I'll be listening to them and and they'll go way off, and I'm I'll like look back at the screen again, like wait, did did I put the, the right episode about? on? Like yeah. yeah, like I I did hit the one about Halloween, right? And you know they're off talking about who knows what. But it's really fun. I enjoy them. I like I like putting them on when I'm cooking or whatever, you know, just doing things around the house, having it on for background. That's why I'll never uh, promote something in advance that we do and at work. Again. You know what I mean? I know like we have the horror host series, which is going to be ongoing every, yeah. you know, every so often, every couple of weeks, every month or so, we'll probably have a new host on in between our regular, regular scheduled programming. Uh but I'll never be like, oh, next week we're going to talk about this, that, and the other thing because I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I think that's part of our appeal to people because they just like, they just sit down and listen to us. Like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? Just like, just you just join a, a casual conversation. Yeah. Which I think was what people like about us. From what we've gathered, it seems like they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it shows by them buying buying the merch which we should have mentioned earlier but we didn't that's right uh, we have a merch yeah. page go on etsy and search steven crypto and our merch will come up we have a couple t-shirt designs mug magnets we got some cool shit up there people yeah. are buying it we got our samples in and they look fucking awesome i'm actually wearing one of the shirts today and i was just drinking from one of the i didn't realize <laughs> i was drinking from the mug and you pointed it out but yeah, yeah. um it's cool stuff yeah. But, it's okay. You don't have to act that cool about it. Act like you didn't know you're drinking out of your brand new coffee mug from us. I literally just grabbed it and started making it. And I knew I was, but I totally forgot about that fact that I was. And then when I picked it up in front of the camera, it probably looked like I was like, look at me, but I wasn't. <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, chat with Sean Clark. You guys will dig this talk. When we come back, we will throw a trivia question at you and talk to you. And we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> 
We all love a good ghost story, but have you ever wondered how it came to be? Have you ever wanted to dig deeper into the true history of your favorite stories of the macabre? How about whether or not it really went down that way? Join us bi-weekly on Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast, where we, two paranormal investigators, delve into the depths of the famous and not-so-famous cases of murder, ghosts, legends, and lore, with a healthy dose of debunking. I'm Gabby, the resident molder. And I'm Kim, the resident scully. And we're your ghostesses of Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast, found wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay spooky! Hey, this is Ace Vaughn Johnson from LA Guns, and you're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, we're on the Steve and Crypto Show with a guest. He's a YouTube content creator. He's a uh, talent representative for celebrities at conventions some of our favorite celebrities lots of lots of horror lots of horror personalities which we like and uh he's also a fellow podcaster we are glad to have sean clark on the show how you doing buddy i'm just dandy just dandy (laughs) dandy well thanks for uh taking a little time to to bs with us for a few sounds yeah thank you you have a big run of conventions and stuff coming up over the next rest of your life. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I really want March to be over with. That's yeah. all I can say. <laughs> March is, March is, March is brutal, but yeah, that's yeah. okay. I, I, I could be going to a desk job. I, I should, I, I knock on wood, be grateful. Anyway, yeah, that's actually something I was going to ask you is if, if you weren't, you know, talent rep at, at shows, what do you think you'd be doing? Porn star for sure. Porn star? <laughs> no Absolutely. hesitation there. <laughs> with these with these looks, this body, come on. <laughs> oh, um, I, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I was in the mortgage business. I was a loan officer. Was the last real job I had. I fucking hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Um, I did it for fifteen years. Now I wasn't a loan officer for full fifteen years. I was in the mortgage business fifteen years. I was a processor, a funder, and and then lastly a loan officer but yeah i hated that it was just a good paying job that i stumbled upon by accident like most of everything i've done in my life um just happened you know it fell in my lap and i was like oh yeah all right how much okay you know so but yeah who knows who knows what i I, you know i it's a question i ask myself like you know if i didn't get lucky and and get into this world i'm in what the where the hell would i be you know i don't know so uh quickly how how did you get into this world oh god that's a long <laughs> boring story <laughs> i mean it was uh i was just a fan going to horror conventions and started making a lot of friends in the industry and always kind of had my foot in it in one way or another and um uh, it was just, yeah, it, it, doors just kept opening, you know, and, uh, one day this one celebrity, I helped get into a convention, his first convention. He asked me if I could get him in another one. And I, at the time I was a journalist and I had been going to conventions, covering them. I've been going all over to conventions, all over the U S covering them for a website. And so uh i knew all the you know, a lot of promoters and 
then I started kind of looking into how it all worked and uh, did it not for the money. I did it because I was like, oh, wait, if I'm the talent rep, I get flown in, I get a hotel room and I get to go to the convention for free. I was like, sign me up. Yeah. So, so that's what I was doing it for at first was just like, wow, I, you know, this is, this, this is cool. And also at the same time, I had been trying to push my horrors hollow grounds show concept and I was pimp. I was promoting that. And also the black waters of echoes pond movie I was working on. I was promoting that. So I thought, well, this is also a way I can get to horror conventions all over the U S and promote on someone else's dime. And then the crazy thing that happened is I started to actually make money. Um, uh, cause I started getting some pretty good clients and, uh, just one of those things, a snowball effect kept happening where somebody would refer somebody to me and go, Oh, Hey, I was talking to so-and-so. Would you be interested? I'm like, yeah, you know, and it just kept growing, you know? So, so like the, the hustle basically turned into a, a pretty good, pretty good, uh, career for yourself. Yeah. And, and I got really stupid lucky because, um, it was February, 2006. I was sitting in my office at work, uh, mortgage company. And I realized for the last 12 months, I had been spending most of my time working on non mortgage stuff. Like I would sit at my desk and I would literally, I'd be calling promoters and I'd be doing this and that. And I wasn't working on, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm barely, doing anything here you know I'm, I'm funding a couple loans here and there making a little money but i thought to myself you know what if i want to really be if i want to do this as a living now not so much the convention thing that was just something else i was doing i was thinking more the filmmaker thing like the i said i need to just 100 percent be all in and quit this job and I, I took that chance, which was really scary, you know, uh, for me to do at the time. And it paid off, man. I mean, it, it, things just kept going. But then, you know, the funny thing is the movie took forever to come out. It didn't do anything. I mean, it got it. It was in theaters, which was crazy that it was playing at the biggest theater by my house. And but nobody was going to see it. I mean, it, it didn't do anything. But it was a, it was a weird process we shot it in 2007 it came out in theaters in 2010 and it came out on blu-ray and dvd in 2014 there was just these big gaps that it was just people stupid people making stupid decisions dragging their feet and yeah, yeah. Well, what was the movie called it was called the black waters of echoes pond it starred uh robert patrick daniel harris james duvall Oh wow, wow. that's a that's a wow. good cast for your uh, yeah your first go at it, huh? Yeah, it had the Elise and Electra Avion, the the crazy babysitter twins from Grindhouse. It had Nick Minnell, who had just been in Rob Zombie's Halloween and the Friday Thirteenth remake. Richard Tyson was in it from Three O'clock High and Kindergarten Cop. I mean, it was. I mean, believe me, I for my first film, I I was spoiled, you know, um, and but. You know, again, I didn't direct it. Someone else did. Right. I, I was there 
I was there at all times and, you know, giving my feedback. But at the end of the day, it ended up, it was someone else's movie. Um, but, you know, I'm proud of it. But what ended up happening from that point, there were a lot more opportunities, but I started making a lot of money doing the convention thing. And I was like, whoa, you know, I just spent two years of my life busting my ass on this movie that I literally got paid 10 grand for. So do I do that or do I go over here where I'm, you know, making close to 10 grand in a weekend, you know, if I had a really, really good show. Um, so I, I kind of w- went that route, you know? Yeah, definitely. It makes complete sense to me. Um, so you were doing the movie and you were kind of getting the ball rolling on, on uh, Horror's Hollow Grounds around the same time, you said? Yeah, the Horror's Hollow Grounds thing is something I kept stopping and starting. Um, it started as an online article um, at, was it, the, the website was thehorrorchannel.com, which was supposed to be the first horror channel which never became a real horror channel. It was, it, it was more of a news site. And at some point, the whole thing just fell apart. And then we all left and started dreadcentral.com. And so I was doing it as an online article at dreadcentral.com. And while all that was happening, I did that Halloween 25 Years of Terror documentary in 2005, which was after the Halloween 25 years of terror convention we put on. Uh, so the, the first episode a video episode of horrors Hollow grounds, cause it was just an, an article with, it was like a written article with comparison photos like today, then, and now kind of shit. Um, I was in Malika Cod's office and we were talking about extras for the 25 years of terror DVD and he's like we need more content we you know do you have any ideas and i said well there's this thing i do online that i've been thinking of turning into a show and i kind of pitched it to him and he was like yeah do that go do that so i'm like okay so i just went and shot it and literally had to have it turned in finished in two weeks um so you know fortunately pj souls was cool enough to go out with me and do it and as we were friends and um, and that's how it started. And it's so funny because we thought at the time, you know, because it got a, you know, people really reacted to it. You know, all the reviews were like, dude, this thing's cool. So then we immediately, we had a convention in, when I say we, uh, it was kind of a team of me, a guy named Buzz Wallach and a guy named Andrew Cash, um, who were sort of the Horrors Hall Grounds team for most of the run of up until covid really um and um we uh we started thinking oh we could do something with this so we had a convention we had to go to uh in texas it was called fear fest and while i was there i said hey we're all going to be in texas why don't we shoot a texas chainsaw massacre episode that's a great idea so we went and shot that and ended up sitting on that episode for years. Like, cause you know, we, we were, what we were trying to do is we were trying to get it sold as a series. And I came close like three times 
I mean, I, I had deals like ready to go at Lionsgate. Sony was going to do it at one point. It was, there was all, I mean, things were moving, but it, it would always stall out. Somebody would get fired and, oh, that guy's not here anymore. You know, it's like shit. <clears throat> and then, so I actually kind of gave up on it until Andrew Cash made uh, Never Sleep Again, the nightmare documentary. And he said, hey, do you want to do an episode for this? I'm like, okay. So we went and shot that one. That was 2010. So there was like, it was like first episode, 2005, second episode, 2007, third episode, 2010. And then again, after that, raved reviews, everybody, dude, that's the greatest. Because I really think that the Elm Street 3 episode is one of our best, although it has serious pacing issues now that I watch it. But um, but it's a really good episode, and, and we had great guests. <clears throat> well, it again stalled out. It just stalled and um, ended up, we didn't do another episode to, to, until 2014 which is uh, Michael Felsher from Red Shirt Pictures contacted me and said, hey, I'm working with this new company called Scream Factory. Um, they're doing Halloween 2 and 3 on on Blu-ray uh, special editions. I know you did that Halloween 1 episode. Would you want to do up 2 and 3? And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Hell yeah. So he really kind of kick-started it again for me by you know getting me involved with scream factory but then that turned into a whole nother thing because scream factory didn't get what i was doing at first and they didn't really like it <laughs> and and they almost didn't put it on the on the releases there was a big fight that went on so right so it kind of basically started sort of as like a special feature thing with these releases and then it kind of yeah now it's the youtube thing with yeah, well, it, subscribers and, yeah. it was a big mistake. I made a big mistake. The big mistake I I made was underestimating YouTube because, yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's guys, you know, like Adam the Woo, who's a good friend of mine. Right, right. <clears throat> he started doing his stuff on YouTube in 2010. You know, he I easily could have got the jump on him. And because he was in it early and he was doing it first on YouTube, he became the location guy. You know, I remember people would come up to me because I wasn't watching YouTube. I didn't know anything about him. And people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, Adam the Woo. And I'd be like, who? I, I don't know who he is, you know, and, and and but then, you know, we ended up becoming friends and and all this stuff. But, you know, he you know, I, I was bottom line is I was doing it before these guys. But all these other guys that got onto YouTube before me kind of grabbed the glory if you will and and like you know pulled in all the subscribers and they're making money off of it now you know and i'm like sitting back going you know nothing drives me more crazy and i tell adam this too this is no secret but nothing drives me more crazy when i see a comment of somebody going oh this guy's like a cheap adam the woo knockoff and i'm like motherfucker i've been doing this you know how long i've been doing this yeah you could just you could have shown the the uh the video from the the monroeville mall I know. That was, <laughs> like, that oh, was gee, a, that's way back. Yeah. 1993. Yeah. I mean, Man. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was into this a long ass time ago, but my first official location video was 1996. And and I I did it on VHS and I used to make copies and sell them actually. Oh wow. 
<clears throat> yeah, somewhere out there, somebody has my original band demo, if you will. <laughs> There's like a, a ton of, of research that has to go into scouting oh. out all the locations, figuring them out. And... Dude, these kids oh, today, yeah. these kids today got it so fucking easy. They don't <laughs> have any. Dude, try finding this shit pre-internet. Yeah, that that was work. I mean, I I drove around neighborhoods with a map book, you know, that's how I was finding shit. I was. Yeah. You you couldn't do much research from home. Yeah. These kids, these kids now are like, oh, we should do a Halloween location. Hold on. Let me look. Oh, there it is. Okay, let me print this out. Let's go. You know. No, yeah. no. Having the 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 showbiz connections does that help at all with finding some of this stuff? Well, yeah, it did. Um, no, you know, maybe. early on, you know, I would definitely ask the actors that I worked with and were friends. Hey, do you remember where that was? And you know, it, you know, and sometimes they were helpful. Sometimes they steered me the wrong direction. You know, right. memories aren't so good. <clears throat> but have, have there been any any? Uh locations you visited that have been from some i mean all of them obviously are from some of your favorite movies but have there been any that you've been like holy fuck i'm actually at this place right now oh, that, happens, happened that happens all the time yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean it's uh you know there's definitely surreal moments man you know i remember one of them because a clockwork orange is one of my all-time favorite films and when i went to england and I'm walking in that tunnel where they beat up the the homeless guy. I, I'm just like, and it, it looks exactly the same, you know? And I'm just like, dude, this is crazy. I'm standing here right where that happened, you know? I mean, that kind of stuff, it's a trip. You know, I got to go, I have, <clears throat> I'm going to do a Clockwork Orange episode eventually because I did it as an article. This is the other thing. It, I'm so uh, pisses me. I was like, why didn't I film all this shit? I was just out <laughs> taking pictures, but I did. I did film a little bit. Um, a few years ago, I went to the UK and a buddy of mine named Rich who lives there somehow talked to the homeowner uh, of the writer's house in Clockwork Orange where they rape his wife. You know, that house. He talked him into letting us in and he was super cool. And we, and I, I filmed some stuff in there and it was crazy being in that living room, just going, wow, you know, (laughs) Stanley Kubrick was right here. And, you know, this is nuts. You know, this isn't inside of a home, but I've heard about the people that are currently inside the uh, Michael Myers home. Which one? I guess um, it's probably the classic house. I don't think it's the one from 2018. I believe it's the original house. And I guess, you know, the previous owners painted the door a different color and it was originally red, I believe. I think and you're people, I think you're mixing it up with Elm Street. Maybe okay, maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, so the people that are in it now, from what I read, I believe they painted the door red again and they've put signs out where they've said, like, feel free to take pictures and hang out if you want or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool for them to do that. You know, they're not letting see letting people come inside, but well, you know, it's it's crazy is if you buy I mean that buy these homes and then get pissed off that fans show up. Like, I don't know, have you heard the stories about the, the Goonies house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the story, they, they, they put up a tarp. Yeah. They, yeah. they, like, basically covered the whole house. I mean, it's yeah. like, dude, really? Are you that fucking bitter? Sell it. Sell it. Yeah. You know? Some super fan will buy it for, like, oh, yeah. twice the freaking value. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's for I would sure. Do. 
Yep. I mean, I, I don't understand that that attitude. It's so refreshing when you go to a place and someone's like, oh, you a fan of, you know, come, yeah. come take a look, you know. And yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so nice, you know. Um, but then again, you know, I can understand because, I mean, just, you know, if I walk into my kitchen, and I look out the front window and I see somebody standing on the sidewalk in front of my house looking at my house. I'm like, what's that motherfucker doing? <laughs> right. So, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like every time you look out the window. There's people taking pictures of your house. Yeah, it, it, it probably feels a little intrusive, but you know what you're getting into, you know? Yep, of course. That's, see, that would be a good a good hustle to get going is uh, get some uh, capital together and go around buying somebody's famous houses and just flipping them to super fans well i almost did it um uh i i almost bought the silence of the lambs house the buffalo bill house right um and i'm really stoked that the guy that did get it you know turned it to an airbnb that was my whole idea i he did exactly what i wanted to do but was too scared to do he he had the balls to do it so i give him mad props it's an airbnb so like can you you can you can rent out the whole house. Yep. Yep. That's, That's cool. That's crazy. Wheel you down all your supplies and things. Like he he did it up. He did it up so it looks just like the movie. I mean, I mean, it, like uh, he did the. Uh, his name's Chris Rohan, and he actually works in film as a set designer and stuff. So he did the basement, like Buffalo Bill's lair and, you know, the mannequins and the sewing machine and everything. He, he did a killer job. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I got the, I was the first, first person that, I mean, other, he had family and friends, but I was the first customer, the first person that stayed there, myself and uh, Nathan from Horror Hound Magazine and, and his girlfriend and a few others, we we got to spend we spent a weekend there. It was so cool, man. So did I, they I, did they have a hole in the in the basement floor for you to climb down into and throw lotion <laughs> down to you? Or? Um, well, the 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 well was obviously a set, but they are they are building one, and and nice. they have a have there's to. like they have yeah. like a a room that looks like that. Um, if you watch my episode, it's on my YouTube channel. And my I gotta channel. check that out. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it's a dope house too. I mean, it's a it's a really cool. I mean, I love that house. I was like, man, I would retire in this house. It's pretty, it's cool. It's just in the middle of nowhere. That's the only downside. Yeah. Isn't it's it like in Ohio or something? It's in, it's outside of Pittsburgh and a town called, oh, it's got a weird name. Um, starts with a P, I think. Uh, I can't remember. But it's a, it's this weird little town that you got to go across a one lane bridge to get to. I mean, it's, it's, it's out in the boonies, man. <laughs> sketchy so yeah that's uh horrors hollow grounds uh youtube check it out you guys could find him easy search for malfunction malfunction yep malfunction how did you, how did that name come up um i'll, I'll show you hold on <laughs> it's, it sounds like kind of like some old like punk rock name or something close yeah so i used to be in a band called malfunction Oh, nice! And this was our this was our CD. This um, and uh, it uh, so our guitar player, his name was Al, and everybody everybody called him Al Function. To this day, everybody calls him Al Function, and that band is over twenty years old. 
Um, that's just his nickname. <clears throat> and one day as a joke, I said, well, if you're Al function, I'm malfunction. <laughs> and, and it was just a joke. <clears throat> and uh, it's it's obviously a name I don't ever have to worry about anybody else having used. Like if if you you make an account on something, it's like username, you put in malfunction. I mean, nobody, you know, you put in malfunction taken. You can do malfunction one, two, nine, eight, you know, yeah. but malfunction, it's usually available. So <clears throat> I don't know. I so, thought it was somewhat clever, but it really wasn't. <laughs> so what did you play in the band? I was the drummer. Nice. Cool. I'm a drummer as well. Yeah, I play I kind everything. Of so with, kind of thought so with the heads behind you that maybe you oh, were a yeah. drummer, but I didn't know. Yeah. But then I got a guitar there and there's another right. over there and a bass over there. I mean, I, I, I do play everything, but uh, I, that's what I ended up being in all and pretty much every band I was in. Right. Right do, you, on. do you still find time to, to like get together and jam with people and stuff or just, no no i play still i've been i've been playing a lot lately i got the itch recently so i've been i've been playing trying to do like an hour a night just to get my chops back um Good. and also i've been on a diet and it's you know get in the garage and sweat you know get a good workout you know to, depending on the music you're playing you know <laughs> what's your favorite style to play like what what kind of music do you really enjoy playing to um you know i i like playing heavy stuff you know so i mean Same. i just went and saw metallica in vegas so i've been on a metallica hit kick so i'll put on master of puppets and try to go through the whole album you know oh man dude you know. just that song itself i mean you'll break a sweat playing that eight and a half minutes long yeah yeah that's so, fun yeah, it's just fun, you know. It's and and I have an electronic kit. I have an acoustic kit, but I have cool. a I bought a Roland V drum kit, and so I just I run the headphones with the iPod, and I'm just listening and playing along. It's great, you know. And I'm not yeah. bugging anybody. Yep, that's how I have to do it too. I got an Alesis electric kit. And, yeah, you know, I used to piss off the neighbors all the time just playing the regular one. They, I had the cops called on me at two o'clock in the afternoon. This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I used to have a music room upstairs, which wasn't too bad. It, you know, you, you, you could hear it outside, but it wasn't too bad. But I, I gave that room up to my girlfriend, let it be her, her room for all her stuff, and I moved the drums to the garage. That garage door is just not insulated at all. It might, might as well be open. You know. Right. <clears throat> um. You're talking about the, the different rooms and stuff. You have uh, quite a collection of memorabilia and, and props and autographs yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. I wish all you guys listening right now could see it. But if you go check out his channel on YouTube, you can. There you go. Um, I'm showing all the good stuff right now. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see it. Yeah, oh, my great. God. <laughs> but um, was this... The, the collecting was it always a part of your life or was it kind of a yeah yeah um well excuse me props i don't think i got my first prop until early 90s i was born in 1970 but growing up i collected records um that was my big thing was records i had a pretty extensive vinyl collection um still do <clears throat> but 
that was what I really got into. And then toys, oh, excuse me, records, toys. And then like, and then, you know, as I got into like the late eighties, early nineties as a horror fan, uh, you know, if, if you're my age, you went through the whole, you know, laser discs and then you know from laser discs to dvd from dvd to blu-ray from blu-ray to hd you know 4k it's like it's like a sickness that never ends um (laughs) i can't tell you how many copies of halloween evil dead and dawn of the dead i fucking owned on various formats (laughs) and special editions right Uh, i think we're laughing because we can relate i I, I feel it yeah yeah what a what about uh what point re, did you realize that just you have a problem <laughs> um like it's something we'd never stop doing but we yeah. all know that we have an issue <laughs> well I've, I've i mean you know um one thing I, i'll you know my ex-wife definitely would kind of be like jesus you know enough already um, I will say that my current uh, fiance is pretty much she's pretty supportive, you know, like I'll be like, oh, my God, you know, there's this it's I don't even want to tell you how much it is. Well, how much is it? And I tell her and she like, well, do you you want it? I'm like, Yeah, you can afford it buy it. <laughs> I'm like, OK, bad influence. All right. <laughs> you know, so bad but bad but good yeah but i mean i definitely during the when the pandemic started i definitely things were getting pretty bad like it i was amassing i was like i'm getting close to an episode of hoarders here um (laughs) and uh you know they're i'm gonna have an intervention pretty soon somebody's gonna come over and go sean um so during that time i spent most of that time organizing stuff and selling off a lot of stuff I just didn't need. I, I mean, I was, I would just buy stuff and put it in boxes and put it in the garage. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I can't even see it. I can't even enjoy it. Why am I, why am I? So I, I've really pumped the brakes on a lot of the collecting. Like I still buy stuff, but it's not like, dude, I used to get up at like friggin' eight in the morning and go to Target and Walmart and Toys R Us to, you know, when they're putting out the new shit. I was that guy buying everything. I can't even believe I did that stuff, man. I is like, what was I thinking? You know? And now, I mean, you know, as a horror fan now, uh, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, back then, you like I gotta get everything because there isn't that much of it. But now there's they're putting out action figures from movies you would have never thought there'd be action figures. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, speaking of toys and collectibles and all that, do you have a favorite line that you've collected, either past or present? Is there anything that really stands out that you were just nuts over? Hmm. Um. I mean, I, you know, obviously we all went through the movie maniacs phase. And then NECA came out and did their thing. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I mean, when when a company put, you know, if I have a favorite movie, you know, 
and the company put some stuff out and I've been trying to get all of it or something. I've definitely backed off of that a bit, but I don't know. I mean, I think the best is like the hot toys sideshow stuff, you know, like the real amazing, you know, figures that they come out with. I mean, but I don't really collect that much of them. I try to stay away from it because what am I going to do with all those? You know, they take up a lot of space. That's for sure. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, and, and now you got all these companies like trick or treat now putting out all these figures. I mean, it's, dude, I mean, it, it's too much. I, I hate to say it. It's, it's getting to the point where I never thought I would say there's too many Michael Myers figures, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, kind of forces you to be, be selective though so that's and when you buy so many you, you go to the store and you're like do i have this one yeah <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah nope i'm dude that that happens to me a lot you know how many different cop i mean double copies of records i own because i'll get home and go fuck i had this shit you know like, <laughs> i didn't realize i had this yeah. you know well at least all the time. at least uh covid you you, you got some good out of the situation some oh. positive and it allows you to thin things out and, and get organized i tell you what the whole covid break which was really what like a year and a half really i think Something like that <clears throat> it was such a blessing in disguise i mean you know i i i hate to make light of it because i know it was tragic for a lot of people but for me it was like this this vacation i sorely needed <clears throat> but couldn't take you know, I couldn't take a vacation. I tried to take a vacation pre-COVID. Nay and I went to Puerto Rico. And all the whole week we were there, I was stressed out over, oh, fuck, I just got a, oh, this, oh, I just got a text from, oh, you know. And, and you know, people are up my ass about stuff. And uh, I, it was a stressful, I mean, I had fun when we had fun. But, the whole, I mean, the whole time I was under stress and pressure of things that had to be done and you're constantly thinking about work. And one thing that was beautiful about COVID was, you know what? I wake up in the morning and there's not a single text on my phone, not a single one. I mean, I turn my phone on in the morning. It usually go. I'm like, and it would like silence. It was like, Oh, do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. You start thinking like, is there something wrong with my phone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was great because it was that thing where like I needed this break so bad, but I knew if I took that break, I could lose business, lose clients, you know, that this guy's not working, you know, that, and it was like the, wow, I don't have any reason to call these people. There's no conventions, <laughs> you know, there's yep. definitely so, is a, a blessing in disguise it was it that's was, we we that's how we were able to start our show because yeah, COVID. We, same with us same with yeah, us we've we've been yeah. talking about doing it for shit it seems like the last five years you know mm -hmm. and it's like oh we need to do that and then finally it's, it's like this is the time and you know it's been really fun it's been fun it's we've been met a blast. lot of cool people we've talked about cool people yeah. we, we even freaking you know, a year in, we just got uh, nominated in the rondos, so that's like cool, man. Oh wow, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. we're pretty Even hyped to just about be nominated. It. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, shows on it. I would definitely vote for over us, but 
it's uh, wow. it's still cool man it, it felt good to be included in that list um yeah speaking of the podcast uh how, how did you connect with uh christopher nelson and get that show going um well we were you know we became really good friends uh it's so funny is we've known each other for years but never really talked like it was always like he knew me i knew him we'd see each other at a party or a convention and be like hey hey man hey good to see you you know and you know we didn't really talk and i always thought he thought i was a dick you know i could just like that guy thinks i'm an asshole i can just tell Look at the way, you know, look at him grumpy face over there. You know, and that's just him. Um, <laughs> and, and then I remember when we finally talked, he said, yeah, I always thought you hated me. And I'm like, I always thought you hated me. And he's like, are you serious? I go, yeah, dude. And, and we found out we were just both the same guy, just kind of judging across <laughs> the room. Um, and then, uh, you know, we became friends mainly through the new Halloween movie because I'm so involved with that franchise that we kind of got pushed together. Um, and then uh, we became super close, quick, like buddies, you know? <clears throat> and yeah, COVID happened and we're sitting around going, fuck, what the hell are we going to do? And he, we were just talking one day and he's like, you know, we should do a podcast. I'm like, you know, I've always thought about doing one, but I never thought, you know, I didn't want to do it alone. You know, you need somebody you can bounce things off of. And um, I just never really thought I knew the right person. And <clears throat> when he said that to me, I was like, he's the right person for sure. And uh, so we tried it. I didn't even know how we do this. How do we do it? You know, it's like you know, we're, we're, I was like messaging other podcasts like, what do you use? How do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, YouTube so... was my best friend when we started. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just asking for help, and we, you know, Zoom. How do you even? How do I install this? Why is this thing? You know, I. I <laughs> it was just like the whole process of learning, uh, which I, I'm surprised I had the patience for. You know. Yeah. Did it? Did it make you feel like an old man? You kind of had the, the uh, <laughs> get off, the, get off my lawn moment. Yeah. yeah 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 get that's up. one of the best segments that's one of my favorite segments it. in every show i listen to is yeah off my lawn you know yeah. that's so funny is like that just happened as it just happened i mean we just started bitching about something and then i said <laughs> and i'm like and when i was editing you know i would wa try to add in some funny shit and i so i put in the clip of fucking clint you know get off my lawn you know <laughs> and and you know i was like hey this is kind of this could be like a segment but then i didn't really think much more of it until people started going dude that get off my lawn thing is the best and i'm like really oh okay i i i i, I can bitch about a lot of stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> i hate i hate everything yeah, so i start I taking notes so every time something pisses me off i go into my notes and i put you know blah 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 and i save it for the show and i'm like okay hold up <laughs> that's good yes so um the thing with two heads you can listen to it just about everywhere you can find podcasts i'm pretty sure yeah uh, now we we joined we at, were asked to be partners or i don't even know how it works sponsor i don't know how it works i, I again <laughs> i'm just completely ignorant to the whole thing but it's uh 
slash and cast network. Okay. So they, so they are putting it, uh, the audio version out on all the platforms. Uh, and then of course we have it on the video version, uh, on YouTube on the malfunction channel, which in hindsight, it's a terrible name, you know, for the channel. I, I, I actually think our channel would be way more successful. It had an easy, catchy name, but yeah, eh. but it's just, it's just been your name and it just kind of grew into to what it is pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's still, it's still going, you know, it's, I mean, we, we got a, a, a respectable subscriber base and it seems to, you know, I, I, our biggest issue and this is, you know, old man Sean here learning YouTube and talking to all my YouTuber friends. <clears throat> you know, it it's consistency and content is the is the real key. And once Chris and I got busy, <clears throat> uh, we just don't have the time. Uh, and that includes me doing horizontal grounds or any of these collection videos that I was doing. I mean. I've got, believe me, if I could just stop everything I was doing and, and make a bunch of videos, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, people are begging me to f continue my poster collection videos. Cause I stopped at a certain letter and I just got busy, you know, and then I've shot like eight horizontal grounds episodes. I haven't even edited yet. So it's like, well, when I have free time, I want to get to editing those. I don't really have time to film that when I need to edit this, you know, and then we get it. Definitely yeah. get it. Yeah. Trying to get Chris and I at the same time. And then, you know, trying to wrangle in a guest as well, which we haven't had a guest on an episode in a while because it's always one of those things, dude, Hey, are you busy today? Oh, like in about two hours. Yeah. Can you want to do Okay. Let's do it. You know, just like, can't just call up somebody and go, Hey, you want to be a guest on our show in about a half hour? You know? Yeah. No, and, and it's not like, uh, you book a actor, you know, we're scheduled two weeks out. Yeah. They get a booking that takes precedent over yeah. on a show. So it's like, you can't really, that's why if, if I have any guests on or anything, I don't announce them or anything until I have, the conversation like in the can recorded yeah before i announce it because stuff like that could happen we've had it happen a couple times but um i know we're uh getting tight on time um anything you want to anything else you want to plug any conventions coming up people should go to no i mean i don't make anything <laughs> up. i'm going to convention <laughs> no i well i do i guess indirectly but um like this weekend i don't know when this is going to air when probably not uh, this probably coming not. week next next, next week. week next tuesday next wednesday so by the time you you're hearing this i'll have just had a incredibly successful weekend at monster mania in new jersey with the the cast of dexters there and other people and um that's that should be fun uh and then the following weekend is the weekend i'm dreading uh that's the pandemic the uh, Walking Dead convention in uh, Atlanta, uh, which <clears throat> that's just going to be a zoo. And it's, you know, uh, I haven't worked with Norman Reedus and Jeffrey Dean Morgan since the last Walker Stalker convention, which was October 2019. 
right so, before everything hit the fan. Uh, so yeah. I've I've worked with them since we've done private signings and stuff, and I've seen them, but this is the first time we've done a public appearance since October 2019. So oh yeah, it's definitely going to be a wild one. It's going to be it's going to be stressful. Yeah, so. I, I've I've gone and uh, I've ended up in the the Regis convention lines. That's probably the yeah. first time I met you. Um, and uh, yeah, there you guys definitely stay busy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, rewarding. Oh yeah, but it's definitely exhausting. Yeah. Um, and then the fall, the weekend after that, which was the let me look at my calendar here. So the walk, the uh, I keep calling it Walker Stalker. It's not yeah. Walker Stalker. <laughs> Pandemic is a different company. Um, <clears throat> so that is March 18th to the 20th. And then the weekend after that is Horror Hound Weekend, which is uh, in uh, Sharonville, Ohio, just outside Cincinnati, which is March 25th to the 27th. I'm really looking forward to that one because that's my favorite convention to do. Cause all my best friends uh, uh, go to that one. And, and uh, it's like our big family. Cause I've been, you know, I've been with horror hound since God, I think I joined horror hound as a writer in uh, 2007. I think, uh, you know, the horrors hall grounds article first debuted in, in issue number four. And I think they're closing in on a hundred pretty soon um i i don't know what up what issue they're on right now i i don't i don't have the current one handy but i know they're getting up there so you know that's my that's my family there so i i love seeing those guys and and that's you know that's to me the funnest show and we got such a cool lineup you know i got all the scream people there because and they're all just a a absolute delight to work with they're they're just so much fun and we got dick warlock coming back finally uh doing his first convention back in several years and you know a big halloween three reunion um you know and it's gonna be so much fun i'm i'm really that one's gonna be a lot of work too i mean i've got like 20 clients there so it's gonna be stressful but fun stressful i don't i I don't anticipate any, any issues, you know, I, everything usually can be handled and, you know, uh, it, they're all different dynamics, man. They're all there. It's, they all, everything, there's so many things that come into play at these conventions that fans don't understand and just don't appreciate. Yeah. I mean, I, I see these promoters just getting beat up online over the most trivial fucking lame things. And it's like, you guys have no idea how hard these guys work to put these shows on for you, you know, and you're going to sit there and piss and moan and, and fucking light them up online over. They didn't post so-and-so's autograph price. Really? I mean, come on. I mean, it, be grateful that these guys are bringing these people in for you. You know, um, they don't know the work and, and the, the, the shit that guys like me and Dave Hagen and Lloyd Cryer and Nathan Hanneman and Evan McGar and Kevin Clement. And the list goes on these promoters, what they deal with, what they, 
I mean, it, it, <laughs> I want to do, I, I want to do a little documentary just on what go. I mean, if you watch my, that thing that I did with Jamie Lee Curtis, that her, her sister did and brother-in-law uh, called the night she came home, which is on the Halloween Blu-ray that gets a, you definitely get a peek into that, you know, but I'd like to see people to see it from the first, the first phone call to, to, to the actual event and see how it, everything works and see what we really do, what I do, what guys like Dave and Nate do. Um, I think they would be shocked if they're like, Oh, wow, that's a lot. There's a lot more to it than just calling up a celebrity and ask them if they want to come. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I've, I've been a music promoter in the past and, and, um, Steve has done you know the same thing with comedy and, you know, we've, we definitely know there's more to it than that. And all the little extra stuff that, that yeah. people that come to the events, they just don't know about it. You yeah. Know? A lot of them probably wouldn't care anyway. Yeah, but, they wouldn't, but they don't realize that like, you know, it, the slightest thing can just cause a ripple effect that that'll, I mean, you know, I'll just give you an example. Just today I had, you know, one celebrity contact me and say, Oh, it looks like I got to work on the Friday of the show next weekend. I'm not going to be able to do Friday. I'm like, okay, got to call the promoter, tell him, got to cancel a hotel room, cancel the car. Um, <clears throat> I got to let my assistant know she doesn't have to work Friday now. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get a hold of the photo ops people. You need to cancel this photo op and refund those. An hour later, oh, they cleared me for Friday. I'm good now. <sighs> okay, now I got to call everybody back and we got to redo it. You know, it's like people don't get it. Like, it's not just they, oh, invite them, they show up and they make money. They make tons of money, you know? And it's like, that's not that's not everything that goes into it man it's like it, it it's a lot of friggin work it's a machine it is it is thing, yeah you know, i think that would be a really interesting documentary and i think it's something you should try to push to do i mean even yeah. if you can't do a whole a whole uh you know a whole production maybe do like a series on youtube even yeah you know the the reason i haven't I'll be perfectly honest with you. The reason I haven't done it is because I would literally be putting together a blueprint of, of how to do my job where these fans that try to get in the business would Mm -hmm. basically watch and, Oh, this is how you do it. This watch, this is, and I don't need to give them any tips. You know what I mean? No, that's taking food off your table basically. Yeah. Maybe I'll film it. Yeah. I'll keep it in the can, and then when I decide to walk away from this, I'll put it up and like here. Here's how I use the, how... the trade secrets out there. Just sell it. Just sell it to somebody. You know, like you want to get Connell Cochran. Yeah. I'm Connell Cochran. Trade secrets. You know? There you go. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right. Um, one last time. Where can everybody find you on social and YouTube and all that? And then we will get back to our day um twitter instagram i think my personal uh facebook but i'm at my limit but uh and youtube it's all under at malfunction m-a-l-f-u-n-s-e-a-n so it's the word malfunction 
drop the T-I-O-N and add S-E-A-N. Um, and then on Facebook, I had to start, you know, a fucking goofy, pretentious fan page. Um, and that is facebook.com backslash Sean Clark official. Not to be confused with all the Sean Clark unofficial pages out there. Um, although I will say I have had some people make fake Sean Clark Instagram accounts, which I found hilarious. I don't know why somebody would waste their time doing that, but okay. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your day. I know you got to prep for some conventions. Yep. Uh, I'm going to immediately go back to ordering photos and printing price sheets for this weekend and all that stuff. good stuff. Good. And, well, pa- and packing. Because I leave tomorrow, so yeah, you got to remember best, that part. Yeah. <laughs> best of luck to you this weekend. I mean, I know you said you have like twenty clients or so. I hope no, you're able to actually following weekend. This oh, week, following yeah, weekend. this weekend is, I think, eight clients. Okay. So, well, so, so it's still, a light weekend, right? Yeah. That's, even with that many, <laughs> I hope you're able to enjoy yourself while you're there. I will. I will. Um, Monster Mania is always a fun show. I think it's going to be a fucking zoo because of the whole Dexter thing, I think is going to, it's going to be way busier than normal. And it's already, that show's already asses to elbows, you know? So there's going to be a lot of BO. It's going to be a lot. Everybody's of listing oh, the mat. Yeah. Everybody's listing their mask yeah. mandates and everything everywhere. So people are just going to come pouring out into the streets. And I'm not ready for it. I'm not yeah. ready for that I'm, yet. I'm worried about, I'm not even worried about COVID anymore. I'm worried about every other damn cold and virus and flu yeah. going around now. Everybody's yeah. taking their masks off, but. Yeah, um, I, I, I will probably be wearing mine. I will definitely be wearing mine going through crowds. When I get stationary, I'll probably take it off. Like if I'm sitting behind a table or something, a little bit of a barrier there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. You know, I've been, a, I've been around, you know, we've been doing f- conventions pretty full time since June been around thousands and thousands of people and i can't believe neither myself nor my girlfriend have gotten it neither of us have gotten We're good it. Um, great i just went to metallica in vegas seventy thousand people raiders stadium and the guy i went with got COVID. oh, <laughs> oh man and, and and i didn't get it and i was with them the whole weekend man i i don't know how i didn't get it but I, I'm starting to think I'm immune. I don't know. I mean, not that I'm. Don't, don't be testing that too much, though. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But it, it's, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Nathan from Whorehound about this last night. And we are both so paranoid about catching it before Whorehound. Because it's like, I was just thinking, if I get COVID this weekend at Monster Mania, and I can't do Fandemic next weekend where I got Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Norman Reedus and they are going to lose their shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess they would be understanding, but I would be sitting at home not being able to sleep right by the phone going, everything okay constantly, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I just, uh, you know, I and then if I missed Whorehound, oh, God, I'd be so bummed. That'd be like going to a kid and going, you can't do Christmas this year. I'm yeah. sorry. You're going to have to sit this one out, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how much fun you know i that's how much i enjoy horror hound is it's that's to me is like the most fun show because again i get to see a lot of my closest friends who don't live in california i only get to see them like twice a year 
Yeah. And it's at Whorehound. So, so it's the reunion. Yeah. It's, it's, reunion. it's, it's yeah. hanging with my buddies and, you know, um, it, there's, there's also that, that thing where, you know, I'm friends with a lot of these promoters like Dave Hagen and Lloyd Cryer and Kevin Clement and stuff like that, but we're not friend friends. Like we're, we're, I mean, we talk on the phone and you know, that there is a friendship element there for sure. But like Nathan Hanneman's one of my best friends. So when I go to a horror hound show, I know I don't have to worry about shit. Like if I need something done, it's going to get done. There's not going to be any questions. It's, you know, we got each other's back completely. Um, and uh, there's a, there's a comfort level to that, that l- takes off a lot of stress, you know, yeah. knowing that when I walk into a room, if I don't like where something is like, okay, wait, that's where you want me to have so-and-so. I would rather have them over there. Uh, we need to move that person who I don't work with. And they'll be like, okay, Sean, whatever you want. <laughs> and, and the other agents fucking hate that. I'll tell you that right now. They, they all bitch like, Oh, this is Sean Clark's show. It's like, well, it's not my show, but yeah, I definitely, I, sorry, buddy. This is the show. I got it over on you. You know, this is, these are my boys. They got my right. back, you know? And you're just thinking about the best interests of your clients too. And maybe the yeah. format of the place. And yeah. you know, you don't, you don't want like two, two top star people right next to each other. You might want to spread some people out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I mean Nate doing it. You know what you're doing. Nate usually knows like he, he, you know, we talk about it ahead of time, but he usually knows where people should go. And he, he's got a good eye for that, but it'll be like, Ooh, I don't want to be over here. That there's like a cold draft coming from this thing over here. And I know it's going to bother so-and-so let's put Billy Zane over there. Let's put him over there. <laughs> he always wears that scarf. Put him over there. <laughs> He's going to prepare. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good. BZ, you go over there, buddy. You know? See, it's it's business, and it's good that you know your clients on that level. Yeah, yeah. well, Billy's makes is my too. client. That's well, what, that, I, that you know that, like, <laughs> that your client will be bothered by the draft. Or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It, no, no. It, it's, it gives them a comfort level. And it, I mean, I even... For like for a convention that starts at on like uh, for example, almost all conventions start on Friday at like five p.m. Right, so we usually get in Thursday night, and we have all Friday morning to set up. When I go to Horror Hound, I get in Wednesday night, so I have all a Thursday to fucking chill and go over there and look around and be like, mm, mm, mm. I mean, I'm there way ahead of everybody, so they ain't got a chance. <laughs> so um and uh you know but like like for example like like monster mania i think my flight arrives thursday night at like 10 30 p.m so by the time i get to the hotel it's midnight and the convention starts the next day i gotta get up ass crack early and i get in there and i i do the same thing i do it at every show i'm usually the first agent you see if, if you were there early, like hanging around while vendors are moving in and setting up, you're seeing me walking around, figuring things <laughs> out. I'm always the first guy, always. And uh, and that's why when the other guys come in, they're like, oh, wait a second, dude, wait, I want that spot over there. And why is that? And I'll be like, too late, bro. See my banner up? Get up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Banner's up, bro. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm Pretty not much. getting the ladder again. <laughs> nope. Nope. Done. 
claimed <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> well we'll uh we'll let you get to it and then you gotta get get ready to go and and claim your spots at this weekend's right. convention so thanks no again thanks again for hanging yeah, out dude. thank you very much no, no. it was good talking to you guys for sure thank you do this again sometime absolutely yeah. Hey, horror and pop culture fans. This is actress Elise Costin from Interfere 2 and After Hours Cinema, and you are listening to The Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, this is Dr. Gangreen. You're watching The Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to. You're listening to The Steve and Crypto Show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on The Steve and Crypto Show. All right, we are back. Thanks to Sean Clark for hanging out. Hopefully he has a great uh, next few weekends at conventions. Yeah. If any of you are uh, able to hit any of the conventions he's going to, and you can you know, just search for him online, and, and he's advertising all this stuff yeah. he's got going on. You know, Just look for Sean Clark online. Like you said, malfunction. You know? Sean, M-A-L. Yeah. F-U-N-C-S-E-A-N, malfunction. Yep, yep. Um, just look that up, and you can find all the things he's got coming up in, you know, next couple months, if not more. Yeah, go do that. Follow him. He's a good dude. Funny dude. Yeah. I dig his attitude. I think we vibe pretty well with him, so I definitely want to chat with him again. Um, yeah. Let's throw a trivia question at these folks. So don't forget, make sure to hit us up if you got the answer to this or any of the past questions, because... All the, uh, you know, we're doing five per episode, five slots per episode. First five people to message us, we'll send them stickers and stuff and put them in the drawing. Um, we still have a few spots left on each week. So people are hoping a little more response from people on the trivia stuff, but I think it'll catch on. This is what we're doing. If you guys don't start playing trivia with us, we're going to start bringing back Crypto's stupid rhymes at the beginning. <laughs> Do you want that? <laughs> How that about that? Guys, is that what you guys want? But um, yeah, trivia. Let's do this. So in the movie Maniac, what body part taken from victims did the murderer nail to mannequins? I haven't even watched this movie. Yeah, it's a it's an older one. It takes from like 81 or two. Yeah. crazy it's a wild one dude's definitely a a maniac but yeah um so yeah if you know the answer in the movie maniac what body part taken from victims did the murderer nail to mannequins dm him or i on instagram or twitter he's cryptozoo 88 i'm the steve strout uh message us message us on the facebook group yep give us the answers to the trivia or the bad rhymes i'll be giving you Oh no! See that he just gave <laughs> yeah, you a taste. Yeah, that's he taste gave of what's taste. come. That's if like when you were a kid. The that's like when you were questions. a kid and you were crying, and your parents were like, "Want me to give you a reason to cry?" That was kind of like give me a little warning. Like, yeah, this is what you get. You asked for it. It hurts me more than it hurts <laughs> Please, you. Please no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, trivia. Do it up. Hit us up. Get some stickers, like get in our like drawing. Stand on South Park when she starts singing to the kids to torture them. You know, she wanted like some some triangle thing or whatever, and they didn't know what she was talking about. So she just started singing. They're like, please, no, my ears are burning. <laughs> That's funny. Remember when remember when they thought the goat was Stevie Nicks? Oh, yeah. South Park. That was a good class. That was old. That was like a hundred years ago. What's the one where uh Stevie Nicks was like 
farting on stage or something. And they called her Steamy Nicks. Really? Yeah, there's some episode where, like, was it Stan's playing Guitar Hero? It's got to be the Guitar Hero one, then I guess. He's playing Maybe. at a bar or something like that. And I think it's been so long and I've watched so uh, many episodes. Look at it. I, I think, like, Randy shows up there and, and is, like, watching him perform or whatever. But then there's, like, a Steamy Nicks character and there's some other character there that's also shit-related. It's a very funny episode. <laughs> you have to look it up and... and... Let us know, yeah, so I can dig it up and watch it. Um, yes, so uh, we're gonna wrap it up. We just want to remind you guys to visit our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Steve Crypto. We just put up a new uh, audio clip on there today for patrons only. And BuyMeACoffee.com/slash Steve Crypto. Both of those places you can contribute to the show and help us grow and help us improve and all that good stuff that we definitely need to do. <laughs> if you like wearing t-shirts, you can head over to Etsy slash shop slash Steve and crypto merch. And we have a couple shirts. We got coffee mugs. We got magnets. Did you actually remember the whole link? Is that the whole thing? That is the whole thing. Oh, I just tell people to just go on Etsy and search Steve and crypto <laughs> and it pops up too. Yeah. That, yeah, that works that. just fine. Buy a shirt. Uh, I still do got a few of the hats left too. So you can hit me up to get those directly from me. Uh, Facebook group, go join that. Yep. And uh, rate and review us wherever you listen. That definitely helps. Oh, of course we are nominated for this year's Rondo Awards, which I don't think we even mentioned earlier. Uh, we did. Um, we sort okay. of. Uh, sort of. Lord Blood Raw, of course, our guest this week that you just listened to, he is a you know, also a fellow nominee like we are. And um, we're very happy to even be on the list with people like Lord Blood Raw and Elvira and Sven Gulli, Joe, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we would greatly appreciate a vote if you want to head over to rondoaward.com and you don't have to vote for everything. There's a long list, but you can just vote for whatever you like but as long do- as one of them. Do take the time to go through the list because there's a lot of cool creators and, and content in there that you might not know about. And maybe you'll find something new. Maybe you'll find your new favorite book or your new favorite podcast. Or just, you know, just pop in there and just vote for your third favorite podcast, The Steven Crypto Show. Yeah. But there's a lot of cool shit on there. Um, check out some of the horror hosts. Like I said, we're doing the horror host series. So they'll be popping up in here and it's it's a fun uh what was it uh blood raw said uh john stanley called it folk art yeah yeah i love that that's the best but yeah we're gonna wrap now we will talk to you guys next week hopefully unless something crazy happens which is always a possibility in our lives oh yeah so i have been steve i'm crypto zoo we'll catch you on episode 70 fucking 70 (laughs) 